DJ and PK brought to you in part by ARUP. ARUP needs your help. Donating blood before a long weekend is critical. Please donate blood over the Memorial Day weekend. Call to make an appointment today at 801-584-5272 or online at utahblood.org. ARUP needs the Zones listeners to step up and donate today. That's ARUP. Time now to welcome in Olivia Taylor, Bear River High School senior outfielder whose catch is going viral or has gone viral. Olivia, good morning. How are you? We're doing well. How are you? Are you getting tired of talking about the catch? No, it's fun. I I enjoy it. (laughs) So I want to know, Olivia, who's going to play you in the Hollywood movie? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, come on! Give us, give us like three nominees, and then we'll have casting finish Who's it off. Who's your favorite actress? Uh, I don't really have one. All right, PK, you're on a quest. Then you're gonna have to do this by yourself. Well, let's see. How tall are you? About like five eight and a half. Yeah, man. So you're fairly tall. You're super athletic. So we'll have to. We'll have to figure out somebody who can do that, some young lady. So that ball is hit, right? And you go back. Did you have any idea that you were near the fence and were going to tumble, what, I don't know, five, ten yards uh, over the fence? Um, actually, before each inning, I like I go to the back of the fence on whatever field I'm at and count my steps to where I normally stand. So when balls like that happen, I do have, like, a decent idea. Like, obviously, I don't know the exact, oh, I'm going to hit the fence right now, but I at least have an idea of where, like, I place myself. So I did have a semi-decent idea, I would say, when I was going back to the fence, but it kind of just all happened at once. I mean, I didn't plan on jumping over and taking five yards past the fence. (laughs) So that one, the camera angle is perfect to show what you did there and what you had to do to make the play. Have you jumped over a fence or crashed through one before or was this brand new territory for you um i have but i haven't done it to that extent if that makes sense i mean i've had a couple where i've been able to rob a home run on a fence like that but it it wasn't nearly as far out placed as that one was all right so you make this play and in the world of social media it just goes out there as dj said and you become this instant celebrity and I've seen it on ESPN. I've seen it multiple times in the afternoon. I go home around 2, 3 o'clock, and I turn on Baseball Network to catch up on what's going on. And they have played it multiple times there, too. So how much stuff have you done as far as media interviews since you made that catch? Um, I've done a couple. I did ESPN the first day, and then I was on MLB Central yesterday. And then I'll be on like a play ball segment later this week. So I've done quite a, I'd say quite a few um, of those bigger ones. That was really cool and a cool opportunity. And then just the other interviews like this one. So who's booking them? Are you going through, are they going through your agent or what? Oh, no, they're just calling me. (laughs) (laughs) 
So for people of a certain age, getting on SportsCenter for something they did was unthinkable. Now in the age of social media, all that video is so accessible. It's happening all the time. Does it feel right. special? Are other people, and I don't know if you got you know extended family or friends of the family or whatever, you know, to somebody who's 40 or 50, there was a time this could never happen. But to someone who's high school now, it's, it's just a day that ends in Y. How, are you, how special does all this feel? Uh, it's crazy. It's just crazy how fast it's blown up. I've had like that first day when we, we weren't even home or we had just gotten off the bus from our state tournament and people were like, oh my gosh, you're on Sports Center," And I was just like, don't joke with me. Like, that's not funny. And then they actually showed it to me and I was like, holy crap, I'm on Sports Center." <laughs> <laughs> and it, just, it went viral from that night like till the next morning. It had gone on like 12 different things. So how sweet is it then? You make that catch, you become this little mini celebrity, and your team keeps winning. Yeah, it, it, it's been so cool. I, I've loved it. It's it's crazy how fast it went viral, and just all the support I'm getting is so nice, and I'm so super blessed for it. So you're a senior. Are you thinking about keep keeping playing, or does it with seniors? Does it end with hoisting the state title? Which, by the way, that would be an <laughs> awesome way to end it. What What are you thinking? Uh, I'm going to actually go play up in Twin Falls, Idaho at the College of Southern Idaho, CSI. It's a two-year college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go play softball up there for them. Okay. you play any other sports? I do play basketball. You all done with that, or are you going to do double duty for them? Uh, no, I'm, I think I'm done with that. I like softball a little bit more, I think. Anything that you had done prior that uh, was uh, maybe in the same ballpark as this, so to speak? Um, Not, like, going viral or anything. Probably my other better catch this year was we played Farmington, and I, there was a line drive shot hit at me, and their field's probably had a little bit bigger of a fence than the one that I played on for that state tournament. But it was just right over the top of my head, and I ended up diving backwards and caught it. So that was a fun catch that I had there. Who filmed this? Do you know? Um, I don't. I don't know if they got a film of it in Farmington or not. But no, I'm talking about the one. Was it just a fan? Or was it a TV station? Oh, I think it. I think it was KSL. I'm pretty sure that there was. So there's that like Bear River Live group that always films our games that also got a film. But the one that's that close up that's been going viral, I think, is KSL.com. But I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. I see it. Yeah. It does say it on the bottom now. So that, yeah, it seemed like there was a guy out there the whole game with that big camera. Oh, so I okay. think that was him. Yeah. But he well, got a really good angle of it. Yeah, absolutely. It looked like he was standing almost like right there. Yeah, no, I thought he was behind the fence the majority of the game, so I think he was just out there, and that happened to be when he was paying attention. It would have it would have only been better if you just crashed into the camera. That always makes everything more <laughs> more dramatic when you just run the thing right, over. Right, right. Yeah. How was the fall on the ground? Because you hit the ground pretty hard. Yeah, um, in the moment, it was more so an adrenaline rush, and I was just so excited that I caught the ball, so I didn't really pay attention to it. But the next day, my back and neck were super, super sore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, by, that's why Bear River's got a team chiropractor, right? This is, this is why you've got that. Uh, yeah. Well, it's just absolutely awesome that you made that play, and you're doing all these interviews. Is it something that, you know, it's been a little bit now, and you pinch yourself and thinking, wow, man, this really happened to me. Yeah, it's just crazy. I thought after that first night, I was like, oh, it's, it's not going to get bigger than this. And it just has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> each day. So your parents worried you got a big head now? 
No, I don't think so. I think they're just excited for me. Cool. Well, congratulations. Congrats Thank on the catch. You. Congrats on the state title. And thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, to join us. You probably have to go back to class, except you're a senior, so maybe you don't oh, have to no, go back to class. Over. Oh, no, you're good. I haven't even started school yet. There it is. Oh, she's probably got interviews to do. Right? Yeah, more interviews. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Olivia. All right, Olivia Taylor, Bear River High School senior outfielder. And, and it, it, it is that time, depending on what uh, what district you're in. Uh, some might be done now, and others are wrapping up, and others will wrap up next week. Well, I can tell you Brighton, Jordan, and... The Canyons District all done? Corner Canyon. No, not all of them, but the three of them were. Because Corner Canyon wanted to get so loud that they could hear them all the way at Brighton. And Brighton, at the end of it, did some fireworks... And the dog got a little nervous. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, dear. And I had family members at both, so I got reports on Corner Canyon and Brighton, everything you need to know, I'm your guy. Because <laughs> I had an old lady at Corner and I had a kid at Brighton while I stayed home and watched the jazz. Well, Granite, uh, I think the Granite District's wrapping up next week, so it's uh, the time is upon us, whether it's... Uh, a couple of days past or a couple of days in the future. It's a great time of year. School is out and it's go time for the summer. School's out for summer! That was, actually, that, that wasn't that bad right That's there. one of your that better was, ones. Yeah, it was. It was. Well, it's Vinny. You know him as Alice Cooper. <laughs> but I know him as Vinny. Cortez High School, Phoenix, Arizona, where my wife actually coached freshman basketball. Told you the story. End of quarter. Roll the ball. Girl rolled the ball. Nobody on either team picked it up and rolled 94 feet all the way out the other end. Oops. <laughs> Alice Cooper, a great golfer. Hardcore golfer. Yeah. Ever told you guys my dad played with Alice Cooper? No. Yeah. When he missed a putt short, did your dad say nice putt? Alice? <laughs> no. He got teamed up with him in some team event, and Alice Cooper, of course, he plays in all these celebrity pro-am deals. And He's been here for the Hunter, Huntsman Cancer here. thing. Yeah. We were up there broadcasting live, and yeah. he was in the golf shop buying something because it was cold. Yep, my pop said he was a pretty fun dude to actually play with. Yes, he loves his golf. He had a, a restaurant uh, just uh, between the Suns Arena and the Diamondbacks Ballpark. I think he, it's not there anymore, but he called it Cooperstown. Yep, Cooperstown. Been there for uh, a few times. Not there anymore, but yeah, he's a big time sports fan. It's a great time of year to have school out, jazz in the playoffs, a lot of things happening. Weather obviously getting a lot better. Memorial Day weekend is here. You don't love life now. When will you take advantage of it, man? Just wallow in it. Wallow in the jazz victory. The W one one going to Memphis. Still pressure. Still yeah, tension. So what? Minnesota. Minnesota. That makes it Memphis, Memphis has a lot of hope after two games. Uh, they should. And they'll have a lot of hope next year, too. I mean, they're a nice young team. They should. Uh, but you want that. If it, if it comes easy, it just doesn't mean as much. It's like I said, these high school all-star teams where these kids all go and, and you win the title. Well, what do you do? You're expected to win the title. You can jump up and down on that. I mean, come on. They do. And but 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 if you do it and you weren't expected or it's hard to do, I think it means more. They ever want a title here? I, I really believe 
that whatever LeBron accomplishes in Los Angeles wouldn't pale would pale in comparison to what if the Jazz were to do it here. So you got the best player and you got arguably the best uh, big man player in the league. And you teamed up and you won a title. Oh, good for you. Humpty do. But here, it means more. Don't know that they're going to do it. And now that they've had, in a sense, we may look back and this loss that they had the other night Maybe something that will help them focus and be intense and all. There's certainly no reason to take anything for granted now because if you want to argue home court is a deciding factor, Memphis obviously has an advantage there. I mean, to me, if the Jazz can't win in Memphis, Tennessee, they're not going to win a title. I think they're very well capable of winning, if not one, two games there. So let's see what they got, man. You know, they're Jerry Sloan. Now we see what they're made of type of thing. And, and Jerry's influence on this franchise is literally going to live forever. And certainly for me, anyway, because we, he did so many interviews over the years. And that's what he would say. So, yeah. And so they responded to the first test. Now they've got some more tests to go. And they've got to make adjustments. I mean, you can't let Memphis go off like that, like they did. That's for sure. Well, I don't think either team's going to go off like that. I mean, 270 points in an NBA game, that was just a tremendous amount of scoring. 29 points was the Jazz' bad quarter. That's off the charts. That's highly I'm abnormal. Right, but they I think they're more 30... capable of doing it. Uh, okay, that's debatable. You're probably right. They had a 36 and two 38s. That seems off the charts, but, but I'll bet they have had other games this year where if their worst quarter wasn't 29, it was close to it. Uh, they've certainly had multiple oh, games where they get to 120. But when they usually give, when they give up 110 points in the regular season, their win percentage goes way down. And when they give up 120, it's usually terrible. This was a rare game for them to win where they, where they gave up 120 points. And they had a little wiggle room because they had the 74 at halftime. I mean, so they had a little room, and that's... You know, probably part of the reason, not the only reason, but part of the reason that the early third quarter went the way it did. Yeah, I also think that, you know, you have prolific offensive players out on the floor these days. So that adds to a higher scoring output because you've got, you look at the Jazz. I mean, they've got a lot of players who have a lot of offensive skill, and they can do this. Maybe this is the high end of what they're doing. Royce O'Neal, you don't know how many times I expect him to go five of seven, four of six from three. I mean, that's not really who he is, but he had it going on. And I really believe shooting to a degree is contagious in terms of, well, guys are getting open, ball's going in, that just pumps everybody up. It just gets everybody excited. It's funny because you can make a great defensive stance, and I don't know how well it translates to offense. But I really believe offense translates into better defense, although that, as I say that, New Memphis scoring 29, 129, I should say. But I think it fires you up. And I, what, I, what I meant to say as far as contagious is that if I see my guys making buckets, in my mind somehow it becomes easier for me to make buckets. Maybe there's nothing to it. No, I think it's true. I think, I think that's true. I think it's, it's the mental thing is true. And then I also think that the more some guy gets on fire, the more teams help, the more other guys have open shots if the team passes the ball well. And I think, sure. I think Memphis largely does. 
You know, Morant isn't... uh, People compare him to Allen Iverson, but I think he's a much more willing passer than Iverson. And I think Matt Harping would agree if he were here. (laughs) Although he liked liked Allen. He does. He does like him. But... But coming here and getting passes from Carl Malone opened his eyes, you know, because he was used to, you know, with Iverson, it was going up. Go go get ready to rebound. And Moran will move the ball. See, that's where I think the addition of Mitchell really energized everyone. It energized, and by, by, by everyone, I mean literally everyone. Every Jazz fan. Every player. And then when you saw him come out, and that's what I was really focused on in the beginning. What was he going to look like? Was he going to assimilate? Was he going to be the Donovan Mitchell that we have seen for so many times now over the last three plus years, four years? And right off the bat, okay, it wasn't looking like, you know, I'm just going to just be a bull in a china shop with my head down and just run to the basket. No, he was within the framework. He hits the three. He looks as smooth as can be. He looks fine. It looked like you wouldn't have known. It looked like we went from April 15th, whenever that day was, to May 25th or 26th, whatever yesterday was. It didn't look like there was any gap there. It didn't look like we're talking about, oh, shake the rust off. No. didn't look like there was any rust there. It looked like it was already shaken off. The only thing was that we were told early his minutes were going to be limited, fine. and they were. That, that was what was different. Okay, fine. But, yeah, that's fine, too. And that, that's even better. Gives them more energy for down the road uh, as they, if they see fit and need to increase his minutes. Uh, Conley played 37. That's a little on the high side. But, uh, you know, Bogdanovich, 30. Uh, O'Neal's a younger guy. He can handle it. Uh, Joe, 28. That's about what he should be playing. So everybody fit. The pieces fit together. I, I really believe if I were to sum it up and look at why they won that game, I believe it's the return of Donovan Mitchell because I think it energized everyone and then he got in the flow and he played well, scoring a ton of points, uh, you know, 25 points in 26 minutes. That's that's really good. That's If he were to play the whole game, he would have scored 49. You love to do that and it drives me nuts when you do it. I don't love to do that. Yeah, you do. You say, oh, they're on pace for You do that all the time. You don't do it individually, oh, okay, but you right. do it for I do it team. for the group. I do do it for teams, yeah, but I don't do and, it individually. And I hate when you do that. Well, then I'll keep doing it. Right, and I'll hate you even more, which I have no problem doing. Okay, good. So what do you think? Mitchell, what? 30 minutes, or they just turn him loose for game three? Turn him loose! Turn him loose! Turn him loose! He's got to do it his way! After only playing 25 minutes because of foul trouble and fouling out in that game one, Rudy went for 36, and that made a big difference in this game. No question. When we talked about that, he needs to be on the court 10 more minutes. Yeah, obviously. Brooks and Valanciunas played 28 and 30 because game two they were in foul trouble. Give it up for Brooks, man. He played well. He was getting frustrated early. He scored it. Well, that's what they're looking for. He can't defend Donovan Mitchell. But can he offset him? Oh, who can defend Donovan Mitchell? He's unguardable. When we come back, Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Jazz. I can't defend him either. Joe Ingles coming up at 9.05. I can't defend. Well, with with that mouth, holy cow. Hotty City. Holy Toledo. (laughs) I did not swear during this interview. Yes, you did. Yak hit the drop button. 
But if he's going to shoot 100% from the field, I guess we'll just let him keep on swearing. What the heck? Well, I don't think he can do any better than 100%. Mm, he might be able to. He's Australian. It's different rules. True, and he's left-handed. See? All those kids in America, and you'd probably bring that up and irritate him. American Jack? <laughs> Absolutely. Love that kid. He's my Future. favorite Ingalls kid. Future president of the United States of America, much to Joe Ingalls' horror. All right. Joe Ingalls at 905. Craig Bowler Jack next. Stay with us. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. The Davis Vision Spring LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call them today at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Time to welcome in the TV voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowlerjack. Bowler, good morning. Hello, DJ. PK, how are you? Good. All is right with the world, once again, because the Jazz... Picked up the offense and just outscored Memphis. Now, that might drive Quinn Snyder nuts, but I don't know the Jazz fans minded. That was entertaining. It was a W. Mitchell looked good. What more did you want, Bowler? Well, I mean, it's uh, it's a playoff uh, franchise record in scoring, right? Also, most points allowed in a playoff game, uh, 141-129. I'll be honest, I've got some free throw hangover today. Uh, you know, I mean, well, the whistle was pretty was pretty uh, popular, you know, in that game last night. Uh, amazing to watch that you can put, you know, two teams at the line almost 70 times, 69 to be exact. But to your point, yes, the energy in the building was awesome. Uh, and, of course, Donovan, I thought his emotion just ran through the entire team. And that's who he is. That's what he does. And in the limited minutes that he played, uh, you know, there's a couple of moments you go, uh-oh, because of just the physical. You, uh, you understand, I think, more and more how physical he plays. And so when he, you know, hits the floor a couple of times and took a walk back the tunnel, into the tunnel, you thought, what's going on? But it, in the post game, we understood, you know, he was just trying to keep keep that ankle warm. But I thought with the minutes given, he did great. And um, obviously the players, his teammates followed and uh, there's a few holes in the defense. Obviously, uh, John Moran is a terrific young talent, but he got into the paint a ton. And, of course, uh, the Jazz have got to make uh, some adjustments as they head down uh, to Memphis. I think that his mere presence, and what I mean by that making a difference, is that once we all, everybody, I'm talking fans, broadcasters, obviously players, coaches, owners, you name it, that once we saw him out there, and he looked like Donovan Mitchell. Like there wasn't any, like with Chris Paul, he comes out the other night and he just didn't look like Chris Paul. And I think that had an, a, neg- a negative effect on the Suns because, like, wow, we don't have Chris Paul, the Chris Paul that we know that got us to this point. And I think that really was a letdown for those guys and they end up losing the game. Conversely, the positive here is that Mitchell looked like the Donovan Mitchell that we have seen many, many times over, even though there wasn't as many minutes as he normally would play. 
but his very presence, he hits the shot right off the bat. I thought that really set the tone, and everybody could relax because it was like, we got our guy. You just said the, you know, the three. That's the magical moment. The first shot out of his hand in 17 games in nearly six weeks. I mean, that's how you paint the return, right, PK? I mean, if you get that type of shot and everyone does have the feeling of everything is okay, everything's okay, and it does spread throughout the arena, spreads around his teammates, and you can tell that. You're, you're spot on. You can tell that. And the Jazz, of course, struggled in game one from the three-point line, and they shoot 49% in game two after shooting 26% in uh, the first game. So, yes, making that first shot, which happened to be a three, just sets the plate, or I should say puts sets the table. And uh, everyone came to feast a little bit. I, I thought you're right. I mean, the emotion of that moment and just having the crowd rise in their feet, yeah, that was, that was special. Craig Bolderjack joining us, TV voice of the Jazz. So how much are you worried about Jordan Clarkson in the three-point shooting? 1 of 14, he banked one in. That's the only make in the series, 0 for 8 in the opener and 1 for 6 in game two. How much are you worried, or how much did you see him going to the hoop and getting the free throw line and thinking, well, as long as he scores, it doesn't matter how? You know, I think we get uh, pretty pretty engrossed with Clarkson, and I get it, uh, sixth man of the year. Uh, I think there's been a stretch here, even in the uh, at the end of the regular season, where the three-point shot has been difficult for him uh it it feels rushed to me i don't know again if it's too much talk too much hype too much pressure but i i'm i still appreciate the fact that he is starting to understand more and more that he can do more than just knock threes you know down it's like you just said to the rim he was seven for seven from the free throw line last night and he's still getting his point production i mean you get a label sometime it's probably our fault, you know, but fans love, you know, what we call the flamethrower, and the guy is just relentless in the way that he plays and continues to search dribble and find buckets. And he's, I think he's impactful just as much, to be honest. If he recognizes a three-point shot or they're defending him on the three-point line, the way that he's goes going to the rim and getting to the free-throw line is just as good as knocking down threes. You're judged many times in this league, especially with, the way the Jazz depend on the three and Clarkson's uh, ability to hit that three and being a game changer, uh, that that's kind of um, – I can name multiple times in my mind where he's he's helped change the flow of a game just with his three-point shot and, and, and pulling the trigger on a three. But it hasn't happened in the postseason. It's going to come back. I think Quinn Snyder totally has confidence in, in Jordan Clarkson. Look, nothing's going to sway that. Uh, we've seen enough proof that he can, uh, you know, he, it's a, it's the way that the three point shooters are, it's a roller coaster, as we know. And I think right now, a lot's going on in his head, and he's just got to settle down and play his game. But he's also making it, making adjustments, uh, that he can, if it's not working outside, go inside and find yourself to the free throw line. He's just as effective. Doesn't matter how you score, just put numbers on the board. Morant gets a lot of run, and he's a fantastic player. It's fun to watch. Brooks, now, uh, you got to tip your cap to him because he's a tough, hard-nosed kid, and he's playing well. The thing, the, one of the guy, the guy who probably scares me the most, I mean, Durant, Morant, obviously, is the guy, but this Valanciunas, man, he is such a load, 
And we saw that Derek Favors has a hard time matching because the size difference is pretty big. And it's like Gobert is pretty much the only guy that can do anything with him because of his bulk and all that stuff. How much are you concerned that he still uh, is going to be effective and maybe even more effective in the rest of this series? PK, it's all about the whistle. It's all about who it will be or will not be in foul trouble, right? I mean, Gobert picked up four. Uh, Valanchunas last night uh, had four as well, so they kind of negate each other a bit. Rudy, you know, was on the rim. I thought he played really well, Um, you know, efficient. Only missed two shots, 21 points. He rebounded. Had a couple three-block shots. But Valanciunas, to your point, man, the guy is a load. And the part of it is he has a more of an offensive game than Gobert. Rudy, as we all know, is at the rim. And Conley, by the way, did a marvelous job getting Gobert involved, right, last night. Pocket passes, put it right where it had to be, and made Rudy really a, a big force offensively. But Valanciunas can turn. He'll face up. He's got the hook shot. But look, there's, they have kind of like their many big three. I'm just, you know, Valanciunas, Brooks, and Morant. And if you get a guard line with a big, you're going to be a difficult team to beat. And that's who they've become. And they've grown with, by the way, since the Jazz swept the season series uh, in the regular season, man, that team's grown a lot. Uh, Dylan Brooks, man, out of nowhere, just has become a force. He has confidence, to your point. And Jaw last night, I just don't know what how you stop it. I mean, he is... He's not a three-point shooter, but he's in the paint. And the shot of the shots, the, now that the shot that's in vogue in the NBA is the floater. And, boy, he is good at getting in the paint, timing it, able to drop it over Gobert and D-Faves. And they're going to have to figure something out to keep him outside the paint, force him into a jump shooter, or try to force him out on the you know three-point line somehow. But the way he is able to to maneuver himself into the lane is is pretty impressive. I mean, look what he did with Curry in Golden State in the in the final play-in that got him into the playoffs, and he's had a pretty good. I mean, not pretty good. He's had a really good series uh, against Utah right now, and he's scary every time he touches the ball, especially in the second half last night. I kind of felt like, look, he had his way. He's built his confidence, and look at the numbers he put up: forty-seven. Wow, forty-seven, and it looked easy. By the way, PK it looked easy. So Gobert and Conley get in foul trouble, and the Jazz lose game one. Right. Alan Shunas and Brooks get in foul trouble, and the Grizzlies lose game two. And in both cases, the foul trouble was immediate. It was in the first part of the first quarter that the fouls started piling up. So I'm kind of thinking that the NBA isn't going to want to be four or five games deep and having to say, well, whoever's in foul trouble, the refs are deciding this series. I think right. they're going to go to Memphis and they're going to let them play. Assuming a game is refereed with a let them play mentality, who does that benefit? Uh, it may benefit, well, Memphis likes to play rough and physical, right? We saw that with Dylan Brooks with his headbutt routine in game one, and Valanchunas uh, is, a, is a rough, rugged guy down in the paint. It may, it may frustrate the Jazz that there are no calls, to be honest. And DJ, to your point, I just made a note to myself in my, my scorecard last night. Dylan Brooks played eight minutes in the first half and Valanchuna seven. And then they were able to stay on the floor the second mm-hmm. half. Yeah, they were. And I think to your point, you know, it's who stays on the floor and who can stay productive and find their rhythm, right? Uh, we'll see how the home court 
plays into the hands of the Memphis Grizzlies, right, in the next two games. It's 1-1, but I got a feeling this is going to be more difficult than than people expected. Can they win? Yeah, absolutely. They're a better team depth-wise. The bench isn't going to give you much, if anything. I mean, Grayson Allen you know, was a goose egg late last night, and you get a bucket or two on occasion from uh, Bain and Melton, but the Jazz are a, are a deeper team that, in my book, is going to be the, the, uh, the deciding factor in this series, which will go Utah's way. Yeah, I, and that's what I think the bottom line is. The Memphis got some good players, and they're a team on the come. But the bottom line, as I say again and repeat it, reiterate again, is that the Jazz have it's not good grammar, but they have more better players. That, that that's how I see it. That's no, how I hey, see the difference. Better, as questions go, that, that was flawless. Yeah, yeah, but TPK, they're more better, more better, good. They are. They just have. If I line up the rosters, they're deeper. Probably the better way to say it. But what the heck? Yeah. Well, Clarkson, Joe, George, uh, and then what Favors gave the Jazz in Game One in a loss was pretty impressive last night. You know, he was still. What was he? He had. He only played twelve minutes, but the, he got five points and three rebounds. But you know, if you break down the minutes. Uh, I mean, his game one performance was about as good as, as we've seen all year long, um, 12, 11, and 4. That's that's D phase, man, at his best. But, you know, the George Niangs are going to have to chip in 8 to 10 points. You know what Joe's about. And Clarkson still finds a way, as we mentioned. The three may not fall, but he still has a way to get to the line and, and, and sneak in and score at the rim. So, you know, even a – I mean, I don't know if Ilya Sova is going to be a part of this or not. I thought he would be more, but I just don't know if it's, that's going to be uh, something that Jazz will use. It looks like uh, the decision's been made who's going to play, and it's a tight rotation. Mia Yoni hasn't played, Ilya Sova, Matt Thomas, uh, Trent Forrest. But if needed, they're there. But I think, again, I think you see the rotation and how it's going to, how it's going to play out. So Grayson Allen plays 23 minutes and is uh, minus 10 in the plus-minus in Game 1. And then in Game 2, he's 0 for 6 and minus 23 in 19 minutes. Can they eliminate the Grayson Allen minutes? Because it looks to me like the Jazz are feasting on him. They obviously have the perfect scouting report for him. They know him well. Is this an advantage the Jazz are just going to, well, to PK's point about the bench, let's face it, Memphis has the worser bench. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That, that was also, I could say, worser on the radio. Don't kid yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's, I'm, I'm looking at the box score last night, and, and you know, Bain played uh, 24 minutes and gave them eight, uh, five points. And Grayson Allen, you're right. I don't know. I, I don't think they have much more to go to. Taylor Jenkins, uh, their head coach, I don't think there's much more that, that he's got to go to. So, at Grayson Allen really it has got to be a player, <clears throat> excuse me, that, um, that has to step up for Memphis if they want to have a chance to upset the one seed. But I, you know, we saw Grayson Allen for what a short period of time, 30, 35, 30, 35 plus games. And there were moments that he was able to, to, to look like he was NBA ready. Uh, I thought in game one, you know, he had a little bit more, uh, a little bit more spunk. I mean, he, he, you know, he only played 23 minutes, but still he hit a three, I guess, but yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't uh, performed like I thought he would. Uh, defensively, he's kind of his. Maybe he, maybe he taught Dylan Brooks some of the physical play of defense, right, from his uh, days at Duke. But 
Um, I still think the bottom line is that the Jazz are the better team uh, and, and are the deeper team. And that's going to be the, the deciding factor in this series. I, I just don't see, uh, you know, really any more minutes for uh, productive minutes for Grayson Allen. He is who he is. And the same with Desmond Bain, the rookie, and the same with Anthony Melton. I mean, I don't think you're going to get more than 14, 17 points out of that group of players. And it's all on the big three of Memphis. It's on Morant. It's on Brooks. It's on Valanchunas. And maybe you get some um, some points from Jaron Jackson Jr. He was living at the free throw line, mind you, last night as well. Uh, but he still doesn't look right coming back from knee surgery, by the way. But uh, it's a work in progress with him. And then Kyle Anderson's kind of an X factor too. But it's really, I think, the scoring is going to will be all on the backcourt and the big uh, for Memphis. What are all the rules as far as what you're allowed to broadcast going forward? Uh, we will broadcast uh, all the way up to round one, the end of round one, except if a game seven would occur, mo- most likely. I'm guessing that's uh, an exclusive on ABC. Uh, if ABC steps in any of the games, we can't broadcast. So okay. if it's TNT or ESPN, uh, we are able to do what they call side-by-side. Uh, they're not here. Uh, they're calling remotely, as we will again. It was great to be in the building for two games with fans. I just love it. It was yeah. great. And But we'll have a watch party. Uh, the fans are able to register and come in and watch. Uh, the game with us, uh, and we'll call it. Uh, Big T will be on hand with me on on both Saturday and Monday's games. So we'll we'll uh, we'll have the crowd at hand, and I'm, I like that idea too. I mean, uh, if they're away, let the fans enjoy uh, the arena and watch it on the big screen, just like uh, just like I will, and how we'll call that game. So uh, they'll be hearing that. your voice in the arena. Uh, yeah, kind of bizarre, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if they they come in and um, we'll have it piped in and we'll oh, watch cool. it together off the big screen and the concession stands are open, uh, people can uh, you know come and go. Uh, you do have to register online um, with uh, I, I think you can check it out on utahjazz.com, uh, but it's free to the public and I think oh, they've already had six plus thousand reservations to come in. So I'm, I'm I think it's kind of a cool idea in a, in yeah, a difficult yeah. time and it doesn't cost you. Uh, you can just come in and, and enjoy the game and uh, in a in a big arena, you know, setting a feeling. So I'm I'm excited to have them there with us alongside. Yeah. Well, for people who cut the cord, this is a huge opportunity. True, it is, and you know, it's it's something I'm not sure what game four. That's Memorial Day. Yeah. Uh, on Monday, which again, I'm not sure if they'll open the arena or not, but I know they're going to try this on on Saturday, and uh, hopefully, this there'll be more to come as the Jazz uh, continue down the road to, uh, to, to a Western Conference title and hopefully beyond. Well, Bowler, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for hopping on with us. Absolutely. Hey, just a, a shout-out to Joe. I thought that was one of the most incredible class moments in NBA, uh, I can't say history, but look, uh, handing a trophy off to your teammate, if he didn't think that was special, look, he put his own ego aside to honor a teammate. And I just sat back and went, wow, what a great idea by TNT. But Joe was the fuel behind it that would go along with it. Tell Joe as I warm up his act, man, thumbs up. I thought that was really one of the coolest moments uh, that two teammates could share. And I could tell Clarkson was truly, truly moved by that moment. Those two guys have a great bond, and you could tell 
that was that was a great moment for the Jazz, for Jazz fans, and and really Jazz history. It really was. It was great. Bowler, we'll do it. Thanks for joining us. All right, guys. Take care. See you soon. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, and you can be in the arena with him Saturday. Check out utahjazz.com for the details. All right, coming up, Joe Ingles in 15 minutes. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. David Locke is with us. By the way, a traffic report here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. If anyone's trying to go south on I-15, coming out of downtown, choose an alternate route. Immediately Not head good. to 215 and wrap around the other way because there is a massive backup on I-15. Again, with your Metro traffic report, I'm David Locke. You didn't go General um, Gridlock on yeah, it, David. I, I did not go General Gridlock. Attention, troops. We are good to go by the dawn's early light. That is Wow, that is great. Memory. That is awesome. I forgot oh, about General Gridlock. Man. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network. Hey, welcome back in. DJ uh, is in the, uh, he's in a crapper, so I don't know what's taking so long. <laughs> he's going to be so mad. <laughs> well, what can I tell you? It's, it's the truth, but he's, oh, no, he's so running. <laughs> Hey, I bring truth, man. What can I tell you? You do bring truth. That is for certain. That's why I wait to 10 o'clock. I can relax, take my time, see what's going on in the world. Ready? Did you catch your breath? I'm good. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> People want to know what's going on behind the scenes. <laughs> Come join Hans and Scotty G Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at ARUP 9786 South, 500 West in Sandy. Come save a life and donate some blood. You'll receive a gift card and Utah Jazz gear for your donation. Joe Ingles coming up next. Stay with us. 